Hi, I'm Mr. Lawrence, and I just got done with an amazing interview with Hollywood Unlocked. I love those people. It felt really good to reconnect with Melissa Ford because I knew her from way back in Atlanta, honey. We were both shopaholics, honey, shopping down in Neiman Marcus, and it's great to have met Gio and the whole Hollywood Unlocked family. Um, we talked all things star. We talked... Um, my just what my journey looks like and what my journey has meant to me affirming moments um sounding moments so it was really really good and i can't wait to come back what up everybody this is jason lee and this is hollywood unlocked uncensored and i'm melissa ford aka the curve queen your boy giovanni Hulu. and we got the one and only miss lawrence in the building hey what's up? What's up? hey <laughs> so this is our first time meeting yes i'm surprised and i got those glasses by the way you know, I was in Australia and I FaceTimed Floyd Mayweather with those glasses on. He told me I look like RuPaul, which I, I, I got offended because not no disrespect to RuPaul, but what? I don't think those are RuPaul glasses. They are not RuPaul glasses. They are really good glasses. Those are Gucci. I, well, besides them being Gucci, I think it's a really good. It's a, it's a big frame. I think the the shade on is perfect where you can still wear them in the daytime and at night or nighttime. Yeah. And I, Floyd Mayweather is full of fashion flexibility. I'm surprised he would say that. <laughs> Fashion, Fashion flexibility. flexibility. I love yeah. that. I'll be using that. I yeah. love that. She's I don't. So. I'm so jealous because you guys can wear round frames. My, they don't look. I good typically on my face. don't look good in round frames. These are because they're big. They yeah. worked for me. Yeah. Because okay. I'm always very. Because I already have a round face. I'm scared of round frames. But these because they're big. I really like them. I like them on yeah, you too. Glasses just don't look good on me at all. Period. Right. Yeah. Well, you got those nice light eyes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Neither does all that hair on your face, but I digress. Um, so this is the first time we met. Uh, so I don't get to Atlanta much. How is Atlanta? Because I always tell people I used to be in Atlanta a lot when Visions was alive, and that was like, oh, honey, that was Atlanta. That was Atlanta. Yes. That was Atlanta. That was Atlanta. One twelve across the street. I mean, one twelve Visions. You know, you had all the things, honey. The Velvet Room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, funny because I was telling Melissa when she was like, I'm Melissa. I'm like, girl, I know who you are. <laughs> way, way, way back in the day, I've been a shopaholic for a very long time. I remember being in Neiman Marcus. In the sh- women's shoe, shoe department. department. Oh, I lived in there in Atlanta. This was pre when they remodeled. So this was the old Nemus. Mm-hmm. And we both bought the same pair of shoes, honey. <laughs> it was a, that, and I'm talking about, this was years ago, honey. So I've been getting up in them for a very long time. <laughs> so at, I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to remember the pair of shoes. There was Wait. mesh. It was that mesh Louboutin. Oh, with I still the, have those yes, fuckers. With the gold uh, yes! trimming. You know, yes. This is the first show. Yes. This is the first show where my gay ass don't relate to this shit. I don't <laughs> understand. You know the thing about Atlanta, because my first real I never went to tracks. Now I know tracks was oh, like the spot baby. for the gay community, but I went let me tell you the first gay club I went to in Atlanta mm-hmm. set the tone for me and I don't really go there anymore was seven oh eight. Okay, so 708, yes, there was tracks. Then you had 708. 708 used to be called Loretta's. Yeah, but Bulldogs. I mean, I, I got yeah, to fight at Bulldogs. My whole weekend was horrible. Bulldogs <laughs> is cute. You know, not my really that. We used to call that like, you know, that's where the older girls went, honey. Like, But the late older girls, you know, to kind of like still tuck their shirt in with like a belt. <laughs> Flash girl. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, yeah, but yeah. not the good, you know, not the good guy. But anyway, okay. no, tracks. Is iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like tracks was an era itself, mm-hmm. and and the seven oh eight was like the after hours. You go there after tracks. You know what I and mean? And it was a younger crowd. It was a younger crowd. It was they were a little more loose. Tracks had burned down when <laughs> I came. To they town. were a little more loose. You know, <laughs> Atlanta's a lot different from those days. I was just talking about this last night because well, another reason why I'm hoarse because I went out last night 
because the club, there was a club there that used to be called the Chaparral. And then I, they, I like the Chaparral, but they smoke in that motherfucker. I had an asthma attack. I had to drive to the hospital. Oh, honey, <laughs> you'll get through it. Just drink some water and do some, like some honey or something. Um, and then they changed it to Club Rush. And now it's the last night was their last night open as well. Mm. So it's like the whole gentrification thing is really. It pushed it out of the community. the girls away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I, that, that was definitely an ending of it. I era. haven't been to Atlanta in like over nine years. And when I was there, I was in the hospital for three days. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah, Wait a minute. You got the fight in there. You was in the hospital. No, I, had, I was having real bad just, I don't know what happened. It was something with my stomach, but I couldn't experience the strip mm. club. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, the strip I, club. I mean, I, I, I did a movie in Atlanta, and so I had to live there for a month. And boy, did I have the time. Yes. The time of my life. Magic City. I, magic. But you want to know what I loved? Actually, mm. Roosters. Bruce? No, Roosters. Roosters. Rooster Strip Club. I don't think I've been there. I don't yeah. think I've ever been there. So I went, I did the whole tour. I did Magic City. I did uh, pinups. Well, wait, that, so that was like back in the day <laughs> when they still had the like the Gentleman's Club was still open mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the real gold room. Mm-hmm. They had all the things open. Honey, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I, like Atlanta's I said. Atlanta's a fun city, boy. So the last time I was in Atlanta, I popped in for a weekend for no reason. Just mm-hmm. popped in to hang out. I stayed at this hotel by the uh, Lenox Mall, which, by the way, we were just talking about being single in the in the opener. If you're gay and single, or if you're straight and single but want to have a gay experience, go to the Linux Mall for a T-shirt. <laughs> they wait at the door. As soon as they open the door, I mean, literally, and I'm not even exaggerating. As soon as they open oh, the it's door, a, it's a lion's den, honey. It was a lot going it's on. It's true. It could turn it's into true. a It's true. I, I felt somewhat out of place at Linux Mall. I was like, let me just go to fucking. Fitz. Well, here's the thing, you know, and it gets really challenging. Not necessarily challenging, but it's always a culture shock for a lot of people that may come in town Labor Day weekend for like Luda Day weekend. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Black Pride weekend that same weekend. And so, honey, <laughs> everybody's running one year they other. literally shut Linux Mall down early. It was like, oh no, we can't. Do it. it was, it was, uh, it was chaos. Looking like the source yeah. of wars. So it was a chaos. It so, was chaos. So if you're looking for love, don't be a creep. Just go to the food court. <laughs> 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 All right, so the we I came to know you. Um, of course, you've had a successful run on television now, but from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And when you and Derek J, and I know Derek J, hey, mm. Derek, ain't seen him in a while, but when y'all two popped up on the scene, I don't think we had ever, I'm trying to think as I'm talking, seen two gay black men in heels and full face. You do full face. He don't, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I've... Yeah, I'm definitely a little more, you know. Miss Lawrence had yeah. the pillbox hat, <laughs> it had the lashes, it had the heels, yeah, and yeah, the yes. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing it for, I mean, I've way before television for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, um, I drew a lot of inspiration. Well, at first, it's just in me, uh, you know, being uh, a non-conformative when it comes to um, what gender looks like and what it should look like according to social norms. I've always, you know, rebelled and resisted against that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I when I hit the scene on television with it, it, it you know, it just really was, you know, people were really like, "Girl, I'm just thinking what is happening here." But it, for me, it was just like, Girl, I, "This, I've been doing this for the longest," you know. Mm-hmm. And that started when I was in the beauty and I got in the beauty industry mm-hmm. uh, twenty years ago. The beauty industry is what gave me that that freedom, that space to really, really explore self mm-hmm. and. Um, Define life on my own terms, mm-hmm. um, and I think 
having done that first and then going into television, it was it was very easy for me. Well, you had some like real powerhouse, you know, uh, women clients, Sierra, yeah. Angela yeah. Bassett. I've, well, let me say this. I've done those people. Because, right. you know, a long time ago, you know, I was I, I will admit I was one of those hairstylists at one point. If I did a celebrity Bitch, you was my client. Honey. Hey, you gotta fake it till you make it. Technically, they were, it's but te- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a no, technical right. truth. So all of those people, yes, it's I have done. Truth. But then later, when I got wiser, I just never changed my bio. But later, when I got wiser, I was like, you know what? I don't like that idea of being a celebrity hairstylist. Mm-hmm. I liked being a celebrated hairstylist. So mm-hmm. I let all of that go. I like I stopped doing celebrities because I didn't like it. I like catering to everyday women that you know, make an immediate impact on on communities, um, you know, in in different in various cities. So that was very important for me. Not that not that celebrity women don't, but it was just more important for me to make sure I cater to those women in my back. Well you had a broader audience too at that point. At that point you should be for every woman because then the coin's gonna be they're gonna be a little broader if you got you know, cause you know, I don't find celebrities in general, to be loyal. No, like, and then half of them don't like to pay. Yeah. They think you're supposed to be excited to do them, honey. <laughs> no, bitch, you should be excited. I'm doing you, bro. Like, like, I saw wait, you wait. last week and it was, you wasn't really giving much. Like who? Like who? I'm just playing. So, okay, so, no, um, I, so when you were on the show, you know, one thing I read it and when we were reading kind of the breakdown for the interview today, you did an interview that you said you left or you were quoted as saying you left the show because you felt you were being stereotyped. Is that accurate? The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yes. Uh, it wasn't that I felt like I was being stereotyped. I left because of a lot of appropriation that I saw going into the show. I like to, I always like to say I was minding my damn business going and just being me and uh, me being friends with Sheree. And she came to me one day. She's like, I'm doing this new, uh, they're doing a new reality show. And you know, they're, it's in the very beginning stages. It's Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I saw Orange County before. I said, oh, cute. She said, yeah, so, you know, we got to, they got to put together, you know, my my people around me, or develop my storyline and stuff. She said, man, I was thinking maybe you could be my hairstylist on that. Because Sheree and I were just really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. I wasn't her hairstylist or anything prior. Uh, I was shopping her store. She used to have a store in Atlanta mm-hmm. called Bella Azul. And I was shopped there. And she was just... Did, did it carry She by Sheree then? or No, honey. You know, she had labels on labels. And then she was the only black boutique in Atlanta at that time that carried high-end designer garments. Mm. And I would go... And she just... The, the way we became friends is she could not figure out how this little black queen was coming in here spending all these coins on these garments <laughs> for himself. Mm-hmm. She couldn't figure it out. So you, she just became intrigued, vice versa, because I thought she was a beautiful woman. And we became friends in that way. And then fast forward and the show came and they're like, you know, uh, come on the show with me, man. Figure maybe you could just be my hair, you know, be my hairstylist. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool. I do hair anyway, so it wasn't nothing. No, nobody knew it would get as big as it did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, going on there, you know, I was what they call be a B character mm-hmm. or eventually that was what I was told, you know, you be character. Mm-hmm. And then once I started to see um, a shift in, you know, I guess the, the, the value of the, the entertainment value of the things. And a lot of the girls would be, you know, would start giving all the yes, honey, gag, bitch, read her, honey. Yes, girl, sips tea, all of these things. Which is fine. Well, if you do watch season one versus where it is now. Thank you. It's like it's you're a watching totally a bunch of gay difference. That is a it's a big difference. And I have to be clear, I do never have a problem with cultural extractions. Mm. 
I don't have a problem with that. I do, however, have a problem when people extract from cultures any, any of any kind and you don't give reference back or you don't, if, it's, if, there, if there's ever a need to stand on the front lines for whatever situation, whether it's marriage equality, whether it's the continuous fight against HIV and the AIDS epidemic. Issues that affect issues, those issues. Social, yeah. social issues all around mm-hmm. and you don't stand on the front line then I have a problem with it. And so that is something that I somewhat experienced um, just watching on the show because there was one incident in particular when Brandon, it's his, I can't think of Brandon's uh, name. Yeah, uh, Kenya's friend Brandon. Yes, Kenya's friend Brandon, when he got into the altercation with the guys and there was it was like everyone's team, teaming up against this guy. Now, Brandon, to my knowledge, I don't think is openly gay mm-hmm. or, you know, if he's even gay at all, but... That is what, you know, most people would think. Mm-hmm. So that's what most of them thought. So mm-hmm. if you thought that, then I want I want a real apology about what happened to him. I want people to be held accountable and all those type of things. And, you know, when that really didn't go the way it was, you know, it, it was no, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't upset with anybody in particular. I knew that me being a strong advocate for my community and making sure that we're treated fairly across the board and across all spectrums of life, I knew that I couldn't continue to occupy that space with that type of stuff mm-hmm. going on. You wow, know. that's a brave well decision. Yeah. So Very recently well we just had T.S. Madison here, and she was talking about the controversy with RuPaul saying that women, um, women, I believe she said, get, help me get it right, but women shouldn't do, shouldn't be eligible to do um, Dra- drag, drag on yes. the drag race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she the was trans get, women, tra- um, trans women mm-hmm. and was it real women? Real women. OK. OK. So we were getting into the whole definition of what's dragging this and that. So when I see you and Derek J wearing heels, is that drag? Is that not? Dra- what? It, how do you define? So that? here's his I fashion flexible. I can, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for Derek J, how he defines himself. But I am, an, again, gender nonconforming. OK. Meaning that I don't subscribe to what society deems a man or a woman should look like. I'm a gay person who is gender nonconforming because there are straight people that also um, abide by the same um, human laws they set for themselves, i.e. a CeeLo Green, a Andre 3000, mm-hmm. a Little Richard, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the list goes on. Little Uzi. Little Uzi, or, or what's the one guy named... Um, Thug. Yeah, th- uh, oh, young, Travis, young Thug. Young Thug. His name's Sex now. Yeah, I always change his name. <laughs> his name. His name is Sex. His name is Sex. Yeah. Okay, girl. But anyway, <laughs> so you know, those are other. You know, those are examples of what it means to be a nonconformist. And I think what happens is, and when the blind eyes come in, at, is when you find a gay man who was that. You know, it's it. People are very slow to uh, accept that and, and and open up to it. But we're we've we've moved. We're, we're making great progress. So let me ask you a question, because I know a lot of our viewers and, and listeners are going to want to have your perspective on this. I'm going to throw out a name. You might personally know him, EJ Johnson. Yes. So we've watched EJ go through a massive yes. transformation, yeah. you know, weight loss, et cetera. Yeah. And now he is a he is very tall and very sexy and, diva, and, and feeling yes. the hell out of himself. Yes. So would you say that? 
he probably thinks along the same I, lines. I think that sexy you do. is a stretch. I know where you're going with the question, but you tried it. I, he was wearing an outfit the other day where I was like, I want to know where he got it. The from. Fendi <laughs> outfit was it? The Fendi I, outfit. I, it was chain mail or something like oh, that. Okay, yeah, okay, it was okay. something. I was just like, okay. I actually want I de- to I find out where he bought that. <laughs> I definitely think um, EJ Johnson. I think he definitely takes on the world and who he is with his imagery by his own terms. Because he is always beat He's always beat. He's always up in the garments, honey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kudos for EJ for for going through that huge transformation. You know, I'm sure he feels a lot healthier now. Mm -hmm. Definitely seems to be very more, you know, a lot more vibrant. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know EJ, he's a sweetheart. So I'm, I'm happy for him. So when so when you say gender non you said gender, gender non-conforming. non-conforming so non-conforming so when somebody sees someone in hill a man in hills because we see Prince in hills so we never print, said another prime we example. never said Prince was gay or this or that he was never put together because he's Prince why do you think people look at say you or Derek J or somebody in hills and say that is this do you think it's because they lack knowledge because they lack absolutely I think I think. A lot of uh, social disparities are rooted in ignorance, and mm-hmm. I mean that in the most literal sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think even with you know this new wave of black liberation, uh, you know, going on is is because people have taken the time out to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying on on new issues, i.e. the you know the women pay equality. You know, people have taken the time to really really educate themselves, and so they're able to look at those devils and call them by their names. And I are not even devil devils, but, you know, issues and put a name with them, you know, because in order to really, really confront things that need change, you have to have something to call it by. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, slowly but surely, again, like I said, we're getting there, you know, before even myself, I, I didn't know, 10 years ago that who I was was a gender nonconformist. You know, I would just be like, bitch, I'm minding my business, girl. I want to, I got a shoe on, I got a pump on. And and that's that's what I feel on the inside. It's not like I'm trying to... When you say you feel on the inside, what are you feeling on the inside? You're not feeling on the inside, I'm a woman. You're feeling, I want to wear a heel. I'm, exactly. (laughs) I just not, I don't want to be a woman. That's not my whole thing. You know, I, I just... I feel all the things on the inside, you know. If I feel like putting on a of a six inch whatever, that's what I'm going to wow. give. Because no, T.S. Madison said her whole life, she, and I'm not going to do it exactly how she did it, but she said she felt fish her whole life. <laughs> My sister, she's a bad <laughs> she's, she's amazing, and that's true, you know. And that's that is that is the thing, you know. It's it's it, you know, scientifically that is true. So a lot of my trans um, sisters. That is, they are, they've always been women on the inside, you know, that, that's not my case. I don't feel like a, I don't necessarily feel like a woman. I embrace my femininity mm-hmm. to the fullest extent, but I also know that I have a lot of masculine qualities as well. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I embrace all of them. I, I mean, you know, literally go off how I feel. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what, um, Jenner, what's his name again? I know him as Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, that's, that's exactly, Bruce, that's exactly what he was expressing the same thing you were saying that he felt. <laughs> Bruce is not in existence anymore. But is, he is, she's Caitlyn Jenner now. Excuse me, so I know him as Bruce. So mm-hmm. Caitlyn, just what you were just saying, that was kind of him expressing Mama in his name Clay? I'm Mama named Clay. Clay. <laughs> what he was feeling inside of him is that he felt like it was a, he was a woman his whole life. Like okay. you just said it was scientifically True. Well, a lot I mean, people don't I mean, know that. It, it, I never knew it's that. It's real talk. I, it's spiritually and scientifically true. Mm-hmm. I try not to get too too much into 
as Ricky Smiley said, forensic science. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, no, I, I don't, you know, it's spiritually and, and a scientific thing, you know. Yes, there are people, a lot of my trans sisters who know that they were born women, you know. Wow. Did you ever feel while you were on the Real Housewives of Atlanta that they had exploited you or were exploiting you and Derek? I know, I, you know, I again, I can't answer for Derek, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't feel like I was I was ever exploited. I think when I look back on my years on Housewives, I think I presented well. I think I controlled myself well, and nobody could ever control me. Um, no, I don't. I don't feel like I was exploited at all. So you moved on, and you had a successful run at Fashion Queens. How many seasons did you have? Three. We did three seasons, three seasons on right? Fashion Queens. Yes. So um, in that show, it was like you were the more. I think you were the most vocal. No, what'd you say? Oh, that's hard. I don't know if I could be vocal outside of my mother, Bevy, honey. I know. I was going to say. Ooh, that's, I don't know about that. The mother was, be- that mother was, she was vocal. You definitely did not play Shrinking Violet to her. That's No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. We, you yeah. know, we you played guys, were- really, I think that was what's so dynamic about Fashion Queens. Like the, the trio was, it was perfect chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was a great, great run. It, um... It manifested a lot of great relationships. Uh, because of Fashion Queens, I'm now a part of the Fox family because Lee Daniels is friends with Bevy, and he was a fan of our show, Fashion Queens. And, you know, Fashion Queens definitely served its purpose. We went out on a bang. Um, you know, it, it served its purpose. Do you miss that show? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, not, not even that I miss the actual show. I miss my Embassy Row family, who who was our production house, that what we the again the relationships we cultivated. I mean, it's 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 really hard to find that. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was a very easy show to do. It didn't take much, and it was. I think it was very powerful. I said it's. I think it it said a lot of things outside of just fashion. Because honestly, I could give five fucks about what somebody wear on a red carpet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was my job mm-hmm. to talk about what the people were wearing or what the latest trends and all that kind of stuff. I really don't care. But it was more important that you had these new uh, visible images of gay. You had this. And, and black. And black. Mm-hmm. And definitely black. You had this beautiful black woman who is curvy, you know, who does not, you know, fit this new false Image, ideology yeah. of what beauty looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it was I think it was so much deeper than surface, what you saw on Fashion Queens. Um and I, again, like I said, I think it served its purpose. And, and, you know, I always say this. I don't feel like it's done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was flipping through YouTube one day, like I typically do. And I ran across the Obama special that BET did that you were You at. saw me in there. I did see you. You saw me in there when, when <laughs> Common came out. First of all, it was such a, at least from looking at it on the outside, when Common and Yolanda Adams performed and Jill honey, Scott and everybody. they sent the building, that Yolanda and that Common. <laughs> Oh, was honey, it, we what was the it? Holy Ghost. What did it feel like in there? Let me tell you something. I just had a conversation with um this guy on the plane. This was a few weeks ago, and I never talked to people. But anyway, <laughs> I, it was, was the weirdest thing ever. And I was telling him one of my most affirming moments um, of my life was being at the Obama farewell party. Mm-hmm. Um, being in that room, there was nothing but it was full of love. You know, everyone left everybody outside. Mm-hmm. Everyone left themselves outside. And one moment in particular, we couldn't have our phones, but at the after party from the, the concert portion, I was in, 
we were dancing in the in the dance where they had all the dancing going on there, and DJ Nice was spinning, honey, mm-hmm. and he started playing some of the beats, <laughs> and I started voguing and carrying on. Mind you, I had a big at the White House. At, hold on, hold on, you're not ready. <laughs> At the White House, a big gold kimono, honey, <laughs> with a Gucci pop. Do I have my tie? I had these, I had these really cute shoes on with like a gold heel. I, I hate calling out labels, but anyway, this really cute gold heel, red lipstick, lash from here to hell, honey. And I'm literally up. I mean, I'm voguing, carrying, you know, hitting all my beats because I'm on my cocktail and I'm feeling it. Oh, and they had chicken, they had pizza, they had all the all the black Fixins. food, honey. They had it up there in the White House. Anyway. And so let's say I'm turning this way, and you know I'm I'm carrying it and I'm feeling it and doing all of the things, and so the crowd just literally is like screaming and going all up, and I'm like, girl, I mean I know what I'm doing. I'm no Willie Ninja. I'm no <laughs> I'm no Andre Mizrahi or the or the legendary iconic ballroom Vogas. I mean I can hit a few beats. And I'm like, why are they going up like this? So Bevy runs over, and she's like, turn around. And Obama was behind me dancing along with me. <laughs> and I, in that moment, like, I, it was uh, so much went through me because it said, this man has set a new blueprint of what really quality looks like, of what real acceptance. love looks like mm-hmm. and acceptance mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and not tolerance because tolerance and acceptance are two different yeah, things. Yeah, tolerance and, yeah, it, it's, you know, and one of the most respected black men in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that moment with him while I was there as myself. Wow. That was no more of that. That's I, the top. I, that's the top of the pyramid. That was Self, it. Self-actualization. That was it. Yeah, that was it. And, and, and from that moment on, moment on, I was giving a bitch, honey, girl, it's <laughs> like, it's like, and the second time I, I, I can talk for a long time. So you just cut me off. No, you have to. The second time I was, this this past New Year's Eve, I went to Diddy's party mm. for the first time in Miami. In Miami. Mm. Yes, I finally got to Diddy's party. Did you miss this fight with Ra Ali and Sky on the red I carpet? I was missing, but they he was in the party. They was talking about, and one of them girls hugged me. I don't know which one of them. I don't know my name. <laughs> Gave left. me a hug. At, well, yeah, whoever it was had Sky. like a little short wig thing on. And she, I mean, they say, saying, you know, she's the one just got to fight. And I said, what? <laughs> but it stung me because I'm like, this must have been like before the prayer because Diddy <laughs> opened the party up when the clock struck midnight, honey. He opened the party with the most beautiful prayer. Wait, so was this your first Diddy party? This is my first Diddy party. Uh-huh. I don't go out to all that stuff. Okay. So this is my first Diddy party. Yeah. Uh, I've been invited to, you know, some before. Um, I just don't, I just rarely, rarely go to that kind of stuff. But I went, um... And oh my gosh. It's amazing. It was amazing. They was called, they was shouting me out. They was like, yes, Miss Lawrence, honey. Atlanta's in the building, honey. And I was on the dance floor carrying. And then Diddy saw me and came up and gave me a hug. It was everything. Yeah. Wow. It was, well, I was did- like, oh my God, yes, the black men loving the black gays. I just love all <laughs> of it. Yeah, and that's why I was just having a conversation with Lorianne Gibson the other night. I ran into her at... Um, well, she was there. She's choreographing yeah. Justine Sky. Ran into her. And we're, we're setting up a meeting with Diddy. But what I was saying to her was that he really is... You know, people use black excellence as a hashtag. And for me, my whole thing is I don't jump on shit because it's cool. I'll jump on shit if I believe in it, if I really am passionate about it. And I feel like, you know, Diddy with the Harlem Boys School and Mm -hmm. with, you know, being able to embrace. And I've been in his home many times and him not judge and be very warm and welcoming Mm -hmm. is is amazing. I'm going to tell you because it took me a while 
and and I I I I'm very vulnerable with with saying this is it took me a long time to pre- repair my relationship with the straight black man you know mm-hmm. for a long time and you know cuz stemming from my childhood although I, I although I have a nice relationship with my father I never been ostracized from my family or any of those things but growing up down south you know that was just non-existent mm-hmm. you know being able to you know, if Co- you're in coexist. the same room with to coexist with your straight brother and be able to to speak to him mm-hmm. with not with no judgment, no nothing. That was non-existent. Mm-hmm. You know, and I grew up with that. Um, there have been definitely been inflammatory situations in that space as well. So, you know, in my mind, I'm never thinking that that has ever changed or that would ever change. And, you know, again, like I said, the Obama moment and this Diddy moment, it's just like I'm 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 freed. I'm very free from that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can go up to if I go up to what of my home home team players after they done won the the Super Bowl the Super Bowl or something, or, you know, and say congratulations and embrace them. I feel like there won't be any tension now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All right, so y'all know I'm out here looking for love. I'm 40 years old. Uh, wedding bells are ringing. <laughs> Them wedding bells is rusting out. I thought they were sleigh bells, but Christmas is far away, motherfucker. So, yeah, I'm ready to get married, and God damn it, I am on eHarmony. That oh, is man, so... Wait, what happened? Me too. Are you... Yeah. Geo. Speaking of me, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I signed up for eHarmony because I wanted to see what the experience is like. I mean, I haven't been on apps. eHarmony seems to be the more successful site with finding and matching people based on compatibility. Because, you know, other sites really go based on looks. And here they really take like a, a really informed kind of questionnaire about who you are and what it is that you're looking for so they can match you up that way. Well, what I loved about it was I did some research. There was mm-hmm. another guy named Jason who found somebody on his second day and they got married. Yeah. Jason I, I mean, I see the commercials all the time of like, you know, people like real testimonials of real people, not actors who have found love. And they talk about the way that eHarmony was different than other sites. And it's just, it's the compatibility factor that they really put a lot of work into like there's a science behind it yeah and something when i looked on there is people on there that's trying to be committed really long yeah. term relationships yeah well yeah exactly and well. giovanni we all know you're a relationship kind of guy i am <laughs> so are you gonna give <laughs> eHarmony a chance absolutely i absolutely am i already signed up i'm just about to go home probably later on and just start. so start what are you gonna put in your bio my, my <clears> bio <throat> is gonna say looking for love in all the right places but if you're in a wrong place and the sex is good holla that's what your bio is going to say. I don't think that that's appropriate. <laughs> no? I'm no. Say, Sounds harmonious I'm to me. Say, <laughs> don't, y'all going to have me when I say this. Fresh out of antibiotics and in your DMs. You're not going to make no connection. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. If anybody can make the connection, eHarmony can, because their research will find somebody who has antibiotics to cure your issue. Exactly. I can't right now. Side note, for anybody looking to hook up online, please don't put that you have antibiotics in your bio. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So, you know, eHarmony is the number one most trusted dating app. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Off the, based off a 2018 U.S. survey, uh, gets uh, 1,616 singles in the U.S. Right now, our <laughs> listeners, that is you guys, you guys can sign up to eHarmony and you'll get one month free on a three-month subscription. I really think you should take advantage of this. She's everybody. giving you a free shot to get at her because she will have a profile that you can slide in. <laughs> have you well, thought about that? That's that would technically be accurate, yes. Let me tell you my type right now, and this doesn't mean because I'm saying my type that I'm excluding everybody else, but 
damn it, it kind of does. I want Dominicans and Puerto Ricans only. That's God it. God have mercy. Okay, well, that's you're, it. you're, 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 yeah, okay, you're limiting yourself. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Go to uh, enter the code <laughs> unlocked at checkout, people. So stop waiting. Start your journey to satisfying, meaningful se- uh, relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be fun to play around on these apps, man. It really can. But when you're ready to fall in love. E-Harmony go, is the one to, go to do to it. E-Harmony. Exactly. Okay, so go to eHarmony.com and get started. Enter our code unlocked at checkout and you will get connected. Mm-hmm. So do you, th- do you think like mainstream music or just mainstream entertainment will be accepting of a gay rapper, an openly gay rapper or an openly gay athlete in football or basketball? Because I don't know if we have any openly ones. We all know mm-hmm. they're there at 2 o'clock. Yeah, there well, we've had, we've had open ones. Um, Besides Frank Ocean. Well, we have, we've had Michael Michael Sam. who mm-hmm. um, I don't, He's not playing right now, but he came out mm-hmm. well, right when, as soon as he got drafted or whatever. Um, you have Jason Collins, who used to play basketball. Um, my dear friend, Wade Davis, who used to play in the NFL for... Forgot how many years. Uh, definitely Frank Ocean. I'm so infatuated and excited for this young man who's on Love and Hip Hop right now, Bobby Light. Oh, yeah. yeah. So excited here. for Bobby Light. Milan Christopher, who's mm-hmm. a dear friend of mine. You know, he's rapping and stuff. Um, I, def- I definitely think we are making a good wave. Definitely, mm-hmm. honey. And I'm gonna put me some music out again real soon. Yeah, I see that. Don't you, 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 sleep? Was a, you You started a singing career. Oh yeah. Well, I've done. I, I've done some singing. <clears throat> I haven't fully started the singing career just yet. What I've type done, of music? I've, so far, I've been doing. I've done dance stuff. So, uh-huh. um, I did some stuff with Candy when I was on Housewives of Atlanta. I did some small stuff outside of that, but. Um, I came back when I, I did second season of Empire. I was in the first episode. Oh, you was? I, yeah, that was and, one of my and Lee shows. had me singing Sylvester, Mighty Real, laying on a piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. And so <laughs> we might have a surprise this season of Star. You know, you got to keep watching. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely getting back into that because I think there's there's still a lane open for that that Sylvester type of feel. And I feel like I can, I can kind of deliver that with a little bit more... I have a lot of classical training in me. It's a lot of notes. gospel. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can't do it right now because I'm hoarse. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. Mm. We, we were out at a live music event last night, and I was going to get up on stage and perform because I have a lot of talent and people don't know, but I will be dropping. Listen, let me tell you something. When I drop my EP, I'm already starting the process with my book, too, but when I drop my EP, just you, you get no free tickets. I'm right when I was right about to go up and make this happen for him to sing. He backed out. I had no rehearsal. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> That's hysterical. Okay, so before we get into Empire and your success with stars, Queen Latifah, by the way, I've known for 25 years. Please tell her I said hello. I yes. know she, her mother just passed. Yeah. Have you talked to her? I haven't. I just sent her a text message. Text, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. She um, she she texted me back that she's still standing. I mean, she's a tough woman. She's, yes, she is. She's iconic in many ways. But before we get into that, we want to play a game with you. Um, what is this game called? What? Buy Wig. The game is called Buy Wig, and you have to guess who it is that is wearing the wig in the picture without actually seeing their face. You're just going to mm-hmm. see the wig. I'm not going to show if I'm going to know who these people are, but okay. you ready? Yeah, yeah. turn okay, it so right. Okay, turn yeah. out. Right. Uh huh. Okay. So I just say their name. And you just say who it is. That's Sheree. That's Sheree. That's, that's, Sheree. that's okay. Sheree. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Kim Zolciak. That was horrible. <laughs> so you, you did none of these wigs, right? No. <laughs> That's Cynthia Bailey. That was horrible. Oh, Let me see this one. Wait, you didn't like that one? No, it looks like a haystack. That <laughs> <laughs> was Beyonce. All right. Don't, uh, uh, don't do that. All right. That's Candy. That was cute. Let me see. I thought it was a cute throwback moment. I mean, the ponytails pulled all the way in, too. Oh, yeah. No, they got her slick for blood, honey. No, they definitely <laughs> use jam. They definitely use jam. Okay, who's this? 
That's um, Nene. I remember that. Okay, commentary. Okay, but my question is, uh-uh. what is that? Yeah. Uh, it's That's the scarecrow m- wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, last one. Yes, honey. You don't ever want it, honey, for the the popcorn bag. What you call that? Uh, what was that brand of Jiffy, popcorn? Jiffy Pop. Jiffy Pop. Is that Porsche? That's Nene. That okay. is not no Porsche. I can't tell. Well, like that's Nene. But you know what? The good thing about all these, I think all of them have read themselves about these hairdos. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So when uh, okay, so on the last photo, can you hold that up real quick? Yes. On the last photo with Nene. No, the la- just pick the Frankenstein yes. joint. Now that's there, there's a lace there somewhere. That's when uh-huh. you see the full lace in the front. You're not supposed to see it like that, right? Uh, I know you're not. Mm-mm. Okay, because I, I don't know hair, but I know that that that's my right. pet. It's supposed to blend. I've never worn a lace front before because I'm terrified. Honestly. I'm so sick of them. Let me tell you something. <laughs> they look like helmets a lot. I'm of the time. just sick of that whole movement. I think the people that should wear lace fronts should be wearing them. So that that would be for like you know the the the, the ill people that are ill who have cancer lost their survivors. Half, cancer survivors, mm-hmm. you name it. Alopecia. Alop- people who with mm-hmm. severe alopecia. Mm-hmm. That's really who that's for. I mean, to each his own, and some of them are beautiful, you know. And I think if you're doing show, uh, showbiz or whatever, it's great for that. Well, where but, did the lace front come from? Like, what is that? What's the history well, of the lace Well, you know, that dates all the way back to the Roman Empire, though. Oh, okay. okay. This shit ain't new. Okay. They mm-hmm. just done put a whole nother spin on it. And they got... <laughs> and gave it I edges. Mean, well, and you know, I'm just sick of every block, every street, every every hundred uh, feet. feet that I go, everybody got the same hairline. <laughs> and I just don't think that that's realistic, girl, because I've seen your mother. <laughs> You're in this store with your grandmother. <laughs> and I see they hair. And then, you know, recently they've been talking a lot about edges. Like, I don't remember back when I was younger, my sisters, I have five sisters, nobody ever talked about their edges. Maybe they just brushed them with the toothbrush and all that. Oh, what is this yeah. whole edge thing? That, okay, like, well, so with edges, when it comes to weaving. What, let's see your edges. Let's okay, talk about your so edges. So I have good edges. You have good yes. edges. Yes, I, yes have a, I have a full hairline, okay. basically. So what happens when you start to, but I've had problems with my edges when it came to gluing tracks into yeah. my hair. Oh my God, well, I almost went. Out. I almost went bald. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So when you have, yeah. when a girl has bad edges, it's because this it basic, has, it, it basi- Yeah, it basically means that her edges have thinned out to the point where it, her hairline is starting to disintegrate. It's yes. fucking disappearing on yeah. her. So, so when a girl comes to you and she don't have no edges, do you just pray for her and say, girl, just let uh-huh. it go? Or do you... <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm retired now, honey. Oh, you don't do any hair at all? No, God bless me. I'm but retired. you can if you wanted to. Oh, I could if I wanted to. And I can still answer your question. Wait, you don't yes. have a shop, though? No, I You should at least open up I a shop retired. so you're not doing it. You know, I you thought just... about it. I had a salon. I thought about it a million times. It took me a long it was it was it was it, it was a long process of ment- of me thinking about what I was gonna do. And the industry has changed so much. Mm-hmm. The generation of stylists these days have changed so much. I I don't think that I have the energy right now. Yeah. Well plus you're busy acting. Yeah, exactly. And so I want to make sure I focus on that. Okay, but get back to the edges because trust me, a lot of our listeners want to hear this. Okay. So get wait. back to the health of what edges. The, like, well, what was the question? So the question yeah. is, what happens if a woman comes to comes came to you yeah. or then, comes to somebody? What do you tell them? And they don't have no edges because I we keep getting ad requests for edge control and edge repair. And I, I, well, I'm like, on the edge. That that I first of all, you got, when you when your edges are already thinning, mm-hmm. don't put none. First of all, keep tension off of them. Keep mm-hmm. the tension off. 
keep the excessive heat off of them. Definitely keep chemicals off of them. You know, if you need to put a little rinse or something, we call them rinse, honey, or semi-permanent color, um, you want to do that, that's fine. But always consult with your dermatologist because they can see deeper in the skin in that area to see what's really going on, excuse me, the scalp, to see what's really going on. And if you need, you know, something that's beyond our expertise, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's very, very important. Yeah. Even though I know you're you're seriously acting now and you're on a hit show, which we're going to get into right now, you're still a specialist. You know it all. Oh, I, mean, I know all the things. You could do DIY, YouTubing. <laughs> you could do product. You could do. I mean, you know, there's still more money out there. Get the oh, money. There get is. the bag. Yeah, What's the thing about Jason's toupee? First of all, this ain't a toupee, bitch. This is put <laughs> together very well. Giovanni Wish. <laughs> Giovanni Wish. I could only let a nigga no, yeah. who knows how to shave talk shit about me. What's wrong with, listen, what's wrong you with me homeless. having, no, I do not look homeless. No disrespect this to the homeless. This is a little scruffy. This is a little, so a lot of women like it's that. It's a little rapish. Okay, no, let's move on. Rapey, talk yeah. About uh, rapey. Yeah. Oh, no, don't do that. Uh-uh. Watch, I'm in, okay. I'm signing off. Me too. <laughs> me too. Okay, so let's talk about stars. So how did you become a part of Star? Because I went to one of the uh, season openers here in L.A. for Fox and it saw you up there. And, and I was happy for you because having done reality TV, transition from reality to actually real television is not easy, nor uh, is it normal. Honey, I have to tell the people this because they be getting it real twisted. I came from reality TV to being a series regular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On, on network star. television, yeah. on series. No, because the people be giving. Oh well, you know, other people have done. No, it's not. Bitch, it's not, name one that came that was a series regular. Yeah, no, it's that not. Part. It's not normal. I mean, mm-hmm. typical. It's not typical. No, honey, it's groundbreaking, honey. That's <laughs> so, what it is. But so anyway, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in false modesty. But um, I love it. I love it. I say that shit all the time. I don't believe in it. Neither, I know what I know. What the, I. I know what the hell I've been through, and I know, and I know how you know what it took. But anyway, um, how did it happen? It, again, going back to when I was on Fashion Queens, I caught the attention of of Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels was in the process of or, or thinking about working on another project. And he reached out to Bevy, my mentor uh, and dear friend, Bevy Smith, and asked her, uh, did I sing? And she was like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. He said, have her records, have Miss Lawrence record something for me. Send it to me. I did it. He called me. Um, we had a good moment. He talked about my voice and, you know, wanted to know about my, you know, my acting capabilities and stuff. And I told him I had done musical theater in high school. Um, and a oh, little- so you had train, you had professional training. I'm not had, had a like little professional, well, yeah, not, yeah, you know, like when I was in, in school, high school yeah, and stuff, yeah, I did like musical theater and a little bit after I did some musical theater stuff, but no, I did more, I did more training vocally than I did in acting. Um, but I, I learned the concept of acting. Yes. A long time ago when I, again, while I was in high school. And so um, he told me what the project he was going to work on. He put it on hold. He said, but I think I may have, I may have you come on Empire. Mm. And I said, okay. And he called me again out the blue. And he's like, um, so listen, I'm going to have you on Empire. First episode, the second season. We're going to film around this time. And, you know, I'm going to have the, my cat, my sister Leah, who does all the casting. She'll reach Leah out. Daniels she, Butler. Lee yeah. Daniels Butler. She'll mm-hmm. reach out to you. And, um, you know, everything will you know, be fine. So went and did that, an, an amazing experience. It was it was so humbling. It was working with Je- my brother, Jesse Smullett, and, and Gabourey Sidibe. They really, they made me feel so at home. And they, they really kind of affirmed that this is what my new path would be in, in television. And had you, had you thought about television? I mean, uh, never, never, never went after it. No, ever. Um, 
I didn't, I didn't think I could. Mm. I didn't think that was a. I didn't think that was an <clears throat> option. Why? I, again, you know, I just me growing up the way I did. You know, I just I didn't think that people would I would be embraced that way. Mm-hmm. You know, or, the, or that my talents would be recognized. But that didn't stop me from staying on course of of who I was and living and living in honesty and authenticity. And I think that is what moved everything out the way to let me walk. You know, it's it's that old saying. Um, to thine own self be true and your gifts will make room. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I, re- I really believe in that considering, you know, my story. Um, so fast forwarding from Empire, I went on and did another episode of Empire. Um, and then Lee at the time was working on a, a new project called Star. And he called me, he said, I think I have a role for you. He said, but I have to make you audition this time. Cause I didn't, I didn't have to audition for Empire. He said, I have to make you audition um, because it's a permanent role and it's Fox, and they're gonna they want to see. They want to see. Mm-hmm. And honey, he told me he broke down what the character was, and I said, I know who. I know what that character looks like. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm from the streets. So I know what I know what Miss Bruce looked like, and I know what she would look like. And so I went home and played in all kinds of different wigs. I put a gold tooth in, and I went up there with black <laughs> lip liner on and black eyebrows. And I, he was literally on the phone while I was doing my audition. And I'm just going, 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 honey. He's like, hold on, I have to call you back because Miss Miss Lawrence is really trying to get this job right now. So I'm okay. <laughs> and you know, it, it, the rest was history. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So Congrats. how is it? Wor- you working? In, you work with Carlotta? Yes. How is it working? I mean, you know, I've never, I've known Dana for forever. I, I've never worked with her. How is it working across somebody who's done so many phenomenal films and television uh, yeah. roles in her life? I am. I tell. I am still in awe every time I go to work. We're on hiatus right now, but I, I am in awe. Every time I'm at work, um, she's a very generous person with her gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, she allows you to see her focus. She allows you to see her study. You know, some people are very selfish with that. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. And well, I, you know, that I've I've seen sometimes. But anyway, um, she's a she's a lovely woman. She's she likes to she likes to have fun. We sit, we play, listen to gospel, honey, in between mm-hmm. in between breaks and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 good. It's really good. And she's one of the few people in the industry that every single person loves. <laughs> like, oh, she's very that, respected. Yeah, very very respected. And as for, she should be. And for people that don't know her, she's also one of the, just the nicest people. Just yeah. nice. Just very down to earth. You know, likes to have a good time. You know, she's not too. When you know when she focused, she focused. Now, yeah, yeah. don't get it twisted, yeah. honey. When Mama focused, she's focused, and she wants she wants silence. So, did you feel like you was a little like your first scene with her intimidated? Did you feel like nervous because I know as being an actor myself when I did a scene with a big actor I flubbed a lot of lines you know what you know what was you know the part that was nervous because I kept telling myself I can't believe this is even happening Mm. and I'm not gonna fuck it up (laughs) oh yeah and that was so while you were in it that's what you were saying to yourself while I was in it that was my that was that was a sounding block behind the character mm-hmm. and me making sure that I'm able to play this character right and do what I need to do to make sure that I start to build my sustainability in this industry. So I had done why well, I had done love and hip hop and then I chose to leave the show and then we had Nick Cannon here and I said, All right, nigga need a job. I need I need a job. I'm gonna be on Wild and Out. But I was joking and he gave me the job, right? So I remember going in there feeling intimidated because not a comic, I don't sing, rap dance, really. Uh and uh but I remember having to tell myself it's literally when the door opens and that camera's on and you sit on that stage. That's it. It's all that got to stay out That's here. That's it. So when you're doing, is that the same for you? When you get on set, you're in 
wardrobe. You have the makeup. The lights are on. It's go time. It's go time. Um, but what I think is key is preparation. Mm-hmm. It's preparation. Knowing. So you get that script and you're in it. I'm in it. I go through it several times, several different ways, and I make sure that I know at all times who this character is and what this character would say. Mm-hmm. And I go through it. Diff- I go through it several different ways to find out to figure out which one is the most believable, you know, in in, the, in my delivery. And you know, once I find that, you know, by the time I get to set, it's like, okay, now let me just do what I've already done and make this come to life in front of some cameras. Yeah, well, listen, thirty people watching. Yeah, while I was shooting while it out, I did a video that went viral. I put it on Hollywood Unlocked. I put it on my page, and I said, "Fuck it, I'm I'm a cocky boy now." Leah, I think I need a job. I know you need a blogger in one of your shows to come and fuck some shit. Up. See, but yeah. I think you should, if you know, if the opportunity presents itself, that you should play something totally opposite of Listen, what you're not. I will, for. I will, I will be Carlotta's love interest at this point. <laughs> I'll be whatever, whatever they need. But you know what? I did walk away from Wildin' Out because the same with you coming from Real Housewives and from Fashion Queens. You know, when you're in the industry, so many opportunities come at you. And when you're an entertainer or talented, you should be able to learn how to express yourself in many different ways. Right. So I, I text Dana from Wild and Out saying, oh, bitch, I'm going to be an actor. There you go. <laughs> because said. I just, she LOL. Said. You know, she she's like, boy, just, but, you know, she'll, she will support me. Yeah. If I'm serious about it, but you know, I gotta, I gotta do the work. So I'm gonna do the whole. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take classes, just kind of fill it because the thing that I struggle with was being uncomfortable in something new. Mm. Yes, like people don't understand. Like it's, I guess, with any job, if you've never done it, there's the fear of failing. So you're like, especially when I can't even imagine you're acting across from a Queen Latifah or who else. Yeah. Oh, honey, um, Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. Uh, Queen Latifah, Patti LaBelle, and. Gladys Knight, oh my God, I had a scene with Gladys Knight last season. Oh, wow. um, it, we, it's it's a lot of good people come on there. You know, mm, I love the show. It's a lot. Thank Homie, you. It's a lot of good. A good friends, my Evan Ross. Oh, oh my yeah, God, yeah. That that's Evan, family. That's that is like my I talk brother. to the producers. And it's like my brother. He's like, why, yo, why you don't ever call him? Why you don't ever, we don't ever go have drinks, man? Like, and we always go out, and then you like never, you never show up. Like, what's up with that? I'm convinced that Evan Ross so, is like just like listen, he just floats when he talks. Yeah, Evan did a movie. Uh, he he was fed up with acting at one point, yeah. so he did a movie because his agent was like, look. So he goes, fine, I'll do it. But he went to go do a movie with the girl who played the orphan. Okay. Remember the movie Orphan? The yeah. Crazy Killer the Girl. Crazy Girl, yeah. So they were in Portland. Oh, right, right, right. So me and Jill Marie Jones flew up there to hang with him for a weekend, and all we did was go and listen to like 80s and 90s R&B and Michael oh, Jackson. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He's a cool vibe guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love, I'm very blessed to work with, with this cast because all the guys on our cast are just the best thing ever. Did people, Did do you feel people celebrated your growth in entertainment and getting to television, or did you feel hate when you got it? Because I find sometimes when you start to make moves. Well, yeah, I think I think that's kind of, I think it's a universal thing. I think that's just, you know, that's just a, that's a part of it. How do you, you know? deal with the trolls on, on, you know, on social media? Because everybody has a different, oh yeah, everybody has a different way of handling it. Some people are very combative. Well, and the, they, bar, the barbs are out for me because of Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj stuff I put out yesterday. But they, all of them tell me how they're going to kill okay, me. Okay, well, we already know how you handle social media. You, I how do you never, deal with it? Or do you, I never respond. Okay. I never What's respond. Your I'm a Libra, October 13th. Yeah, because okay. she's a Scorpio. I never respond. It, it's straight up <laughs> block, delete. That's it. I got. It. I'm saying I'm kind of the same way. Only one time. No, you're not. Only one time, and I this am. was literally a month ago. 
did I respond to something? I only did it because. What it, did they say? Paraphrase. So someone who I adore, he lives in New York City. I call him my daughter. His name is um, his Mind of Mendoza. That's his name on mm-hmm. social media. My beautiful child models and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mind, uh, Mind of Mendoza. M E M D O Z A. Yes, Mind of Mendoza. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> and um, he he had posted a picture of he and I together because we had gone to this um, this LGBT benefit in uh, dinner. Sage dinner um, in New York, and someone came on this woman, and she posted underneath the picture. She's like, "This is sad. I mean, who's going to raise our sons? Like, who are we going to have to raise our sons?" And I'm like, "Well, well, see, you know." And he responded, and so I felt bad. I said, "You know, let me say something because I know, you know." Now me, I just I just ignore people and I just block them. But mm-hmm. I went ahead and responded. And I told her, I said, hopefully you can raise your son mm-hmm. if you're a strong enough woman. Mm-hmm. And if your son rejects, if your son doesn't want to be raised as this strong black man, then maybe you can raise him to be a beautiful queen, mm. as my mother and father have done with me. How about wow. that? And then I blocked her. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, hopefully she got that message crazy. before. I don't respond to anybody. because You're I don't such a fucking before. liar. Yeah, you're a liar right Let's now, Jason. Let me tell you how I respond. I make videos, mm-hmm. and I put them online, because I get hundreds of thousands of views that mm-hmm. equate into money or growth in my brand but i'm not gonna sit on my instagram At, okay you just started that and stopped doing that you were all I, up in know, the comments and yes you were yes you were i don't know and furthermore i don't really 99 re- <laughs> percent of the time i'm Lawrence, the problem that you're seeing right now is denial she lives on her instagram i do a not a motherfucking That's okay no, no, no. so does 50 cent by the way who has the best clapbacks at people he's amazing he oh, the game the him. game does too though He's amazing. Yeah, oh, the game, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I need to start, start following the game. I follow that 50 Cent. He is such a key. But Melissa responds to ghost accounts with like two followers. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I will I look. Fuck up her whole day. I fuck That's you. I do that not. somebody that she knows. <laughs> See, oh, I'm, she known, mad I'm known to reply to a comment or two. Yeah. No, you know what? I'll give Gio credit. Because at one point, some stupid random bitch, a real actual bitch, <laughs> said some stupid ass shit to me. And he came to my defense. Amazing. In a, in a very eloquent ma- fashion as well. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought that was free. I thought that was awesome. I ain't got I th- time to defend y'all. Haven't, haven't really had a lot of friends defend me in the past. So that was really yeah. awesome. However, you got me on New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> mm, so got into a fight at the club. <laughs> I did not. Right. So, so, what else, so what else are you working on besides Star? I mean, I'm sure you have other things you going on. Well, right now while we're on hiatus, I'm... Um, I am I am starting to to get back into my music. So I was in New York working with um, a producer up there, uh, just kind of going over some sounds and you know the vibes vibes. I mean, because I I I told him I said, listen, I can sing whatever it is I need to sing. I said, but I want I need an established sound because I think that's where a lot of artists go wrong. They can mm. sing down, honey. Mm-hmm. Sing for blood. Sing all the things, honey. But what is your sound? Like when I look at a, a Tony Braxton, who I'm a diehard fan of, like she has, has a sound. There's a sound. Beyonce has a sound. Beyonce has it's a like, sound. It's like looking. Johnny Hathaway has his sound. Yeah. Layla Hathaway has, they have their sound. Like Hank he, has a sound. Joe. Michelle Williams has her sound. Yes. Our K. Bow Wow has a sound. K. Michelle. Did you say Bow Wow? Y'all so messy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said get Michelle Williams and y'all just paid <laughs> that. Wow, we said at the same time. Too. Okay, so listen, if you had to do, if you had to create a sound or a vibe with either Nicki Minaj or Cardi B, who do you choose? Oh my gosh. Um, you can only afford one. The budget's only there for one. <laughs> Jesus. If I had to create something with either Nicki or Cardi B. Hey, that's so hard. You see how crazy, like, that's a hard I'm going to tell now. you. I'm going to have to go with Cardi B. And I'm going to go with Cardi B not because her sound is better than Nicki or Nicki's sound is better than hers, but I like Cardi B's story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like who she is. I like that she met the world on her own terms and voila. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I said the same thing the other day. I said the thing about her, she's our Cinderella story. I think we've talked about it on the show. Mm -hmm. She's our Cinderella story. Yeah. And that's what I, I would love to work with. I would love to even meet her. I've never met Cardi B. I would love to meet Cardi B one day because, you know, I just, I resonate with her. Mm. Well, I'm sure we can make that happen. Yeah. Okay, one last thing. Do you think Portia should be fired from Real Housewives of Atlanta? Portia? Yeah, because you know everybody's saying after the whole candy scandal where she said she was a sex of I thought that was like last season, though. Yeah, they, they brought it up again. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say whether or not somebody should be fired. You know, I think... I think the point has gotten across that she should not have done that, and I don't think he'll probably ever do it again. So, you know, God, hopefully she has some mercy. You know, they'll give her mercy. Miss Lawrence has had some wonderful media training. You're amazing. I wish the viewers could see this goddamn bag because some of you ladies need to step well, the bag okay. up. Where's the bag? I'm not not everyone I can, can afford I, a bag I like can, that. Gio, don't, don't do that. Like that. Don't can do you that put, to no, me. come stop, on. Stop, I, I need stop, stop poor shaming, okay? I, I just said I can't yeah. afford to touch it, so I need you can to definitely see afford to touch it. Well, don't be talking about women. Okay, so, but to... let me let me tell y'all about this bag and why I bought this. First, I bought a bag of season. That's my whole thing to myself. <laughs> a bag of okay, so listen, sir. I'm on Fox. I make great money. I have no children, and you I treat live, yourself. I, yes. Okay, so I'm gonna treat myself, and I don't. You know, I have good a for you. Very. I good, swear, when I get a bag, bag like that. But like let me tell you about bag. this bag, right? So this bag. I rarely do I buy bags with like a label, label. on it. You gotta look but you know, I'm a part of ballroom culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I am You're in the house. You're not from the house of Balenciaga. I am Atlanta mother Balenciaga, honey. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> Atlanta mother Balenciaga. And so when I saw that bag, I said, oh, give me that, honey. Mm -hmm. oh, no, just give it to give me. Give me that. Honey. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a. It was a no brainer. Yeah. So I gotta have that. You walk in. I sometimes I walk into a store and I'm just. Can I help you? I'm like, no, I'm just waiting to be moved. That's, that's, that's it. what I'm just waiting to be moved. Yeah, I'm sorry, that bag would, would move the shit out of You would walk into a store and tell a poor little clerk who's just trying to do her job, I'm waiting to, to be, be moved. moved. I'm waiting. <laughs> what does that mean? That's there. everything though, Shay. Though it's not. that's a cute little thing. I'm waiting to be moved. Yeah, there you go. Y'all not doing nothing for me in here right now. I can't. <laughs> okay, well, listen. Um, it was great finally meeting you. Yes. And uh, hopefully next time you're in L.A., you come back. And uh, Absolutely. If you're ever in the writer's room or you just happen to be walking by to get some water and you hear Lee Daniels say, we need this character. Jason you know, Lee is available. That's the problem. We, we never know the actors. I never know Script by episode. what they're, yeah, what mm -hmm. they're casting for. And yeah. I've been having so many of my friends like, you could have told me. I'm like, I don't no. I never know. They write it He's already shooting. got the job. He ain't worried yeah, listen, about getting somebody else the job. Well, listen, don't get it twisted. I've already <laughs> slid in Leah's DM, DMs. She didn't respond. I sent her an email. She didn't respond. I'm going to show up at Leah's house. It's going to happen. I'm not playing. Now, next, I'm going to just press Dana and say, okay, listen, baby, yeah. I... You know, I need to get up in there and do yeah. something. Mm. Amari. Now, she would be the one that could, you know, she can make, that's, honey, she's the mother of the, yeah. of the house. She, she can, can definitely get it done. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Well, thank you for coming, Miss Lawrence. Thank y'all for thank having me. Thank you, baby. Fun. All right. <laughs>